This is Unreddited with Countless Screaming Argonauts for the week of June 20th, 2011. Countless Screaming Argonauts is brought to you by Shane Ryan and Seth Curry Saves Duke, a blog featuring sports analysis on the country's two most hated teams, the Duke University Blue Devils and the New York Yankees. Welcome to Unreddited with Countless Screaming Argonauts, the show that looks at some of our favorite Reddit stories of the week. I am TFAB P, the Fabulous Penguin. And I'm Max. And I am Denali. As always, welcome to everybody. Um, interesting week in, in uh, Reddit this past week. I know, Max, you had found a bunch of TILs, which are some of my favorite stuff that, that appears on, uh, uh, on Reddit. So why don't, you, why don't you lead us into uh, a couple of them? All right. Well, to begin with, I learned that there's a structure in Turkey that predates the Neolithic Revolution by thousands of years. They found a seven or eight thousand year old excavation site, and they're now excavating it. And among the things they found are carefully carved figurative reliefs depicting lions, bulls, boars, not to be confused with Max. Foxes, gazelles, asses, not to be confused with Denali, snakes, and other reptiles, insects, arachnids, and birds, particularly vultures and waterfowl. And it, it's a shrine. It was conducted. This place is now like barren. It's like bereft of trees. It's, it's in Anatolia, which in case you don't know, is in greater Turkey. It's vultures figured in the iconography of the Katalayuk and Jericho, which is believed that Neolithic culture of Anatolia and Near East, the deceased were deliberately exposed in order to be excarnated by vultures. They kept the heads and they exposed the bodies to birds of prey. It's just fascinating to me. This is 8,000 years ago. um, it also, they said, this then would represent an early form of sky burial as practiced today by Tibetan Buddhists, Buddhists, <laughs> I've been drinking already, and Zoroastrians who still exist, a very small minority in the Middle East, but it was one of the early, early religions of human beings. This is among the things they believe. They, they found these T-shaped pillars which they think represented anthropomorphic gods. They found uh, uh, figurines, human figurines. One of them was a naked woman squatting, which you know there was. There were all these sort of fertility goddess statues that showed up later. This probably is an out-of-Africa transition location when humans were moving out of Africa. It's a major find. They also found these T-shaped things that they thought might be representing vultures. And there's this whole sort of worship of the dead 
worship of death and transition that that went on to be really popular in Egypt. So it's ended up being the basis for a lot of religions and or cultural right, ideas. Right. That's right. There's a lot of fundamental faith in there. Yeah, yeah. What else you got? Ever-increasing rant against Thomas Edison. I found this one. Today I learned the movie industry is based in Hollywood because movie makers were trying to get away from Thomas Edison. He had patents covering virtually all of the movie-making process, but the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals in California was known to rule against patent claims. And and I can support that if you're interested in hearing the details. (laughs) Can you imagine? It's like, yeah, we have a patent, just not out here. Well, yeah, and and this is an interesting subject about patents in general. It, well, it, right now the whole thing about gene patenting is is uh, is well, that's a good point. What do you think about this guy? There was a guy in sixty minutes. I have no idea his name, who came up with you know a new form of life, resequenced some DNA and some tiny little squirmy thing in a in a test tube, but he owns it. You know, somebody's got to own it, I guess. Don't you think? I don't think so. Really think about it. I don't think. I no. It's life. It. I think people should. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's 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 a whole other question. Should we make new forms of biology? But in my opinion, this is this is my squiggly animal. No. Is it is it sentient? No, no, no. There would be people that argue about it being life or not. Don't you think? No, no. It, I mean, when it, somebody when somebody takes a uh, a plant and makes it into something else, a, a different kind of plant, they they own that. They make they give it a name. They give it a don't they? I mean, you know, uh, roses, tulips. I mean, all those flowers have thousands and thousands of varieties. Orchids, or did, lilies, can you, or, I mean, you know, all of those. Can you copyright? Can you patent an orchid? I don't know, but can you patent a specific kind that you develop yourself? I would think so. I don't know. I think we know that at uh, Cortland University, they're they're doing new apples all the time. Yeah, but they're doing them for splicing. But still, you're coming up with a different fruit. I mean, you're coming up with a different whatever. And if you, you know, I mean, somebody at one point in time combined a peach and a and a plum and got a nectarine. I don't think that's what happened. (laughs) You know, the 2,000-year-old man said the secret of life is eating a nectarine. (laughs) I'm just saying, you know, throwing it out there. I I, I got nothing. I don't know. I don't know either. You know, to to me, it's – I mean, I know that there's a lot of discussion about gene patents and saying, you know, that a company now owns 60 different patents because they're using it to treat cancer and stuff. But, you know, if you keep at it, eventually you'll own the whole human body, right? I mean, technically. So uh, where do you draw the line? Isn't that right, the question? How do you draw that? But, but don't you think that a company that spends millions and millions of dollars to develop a cancer cure and they find that they can do it through gene manipulation, don't you think they have the right to own that patent? Mm, what if they come up with a cancer cure by finding an existing gene or an existing microorganism, do they have the right to own that because they were the first to find it? Well, no, I don't think – I think that's different though. 
It is different. I mean, yeah. Well, I'm I'm not going to speak to no. that. I'm no, I don't think so because because the greater good is so much greater. Uh, you can't you can't talk about greater goods in business because greater good doesn't pay the doesn't pay the baker. Which is it when doesn't... Max says, "Fuck business." <laughs> right. I, I know that you do, but that still doesn't mean. I mean, if if it's really important that we have new ways to treat cancer and you're looking for a cancer cure, then you have to have some incentive for a company to do that. I would say if you create a drug that's used for the treatment of cancer, then I think that you own that drug. And if you create it, if you take a gene and you can manipulate it by by taking a string and turning certain genes on and off in a, in a recognizable pattern and that helps cure cancer, then I think that you should own that. I have no issue with that at all. So what do you think? It's not, it's not a greater good. It is greater good, no question. No, if it was a greater good, we wouldn't pay 89 cents a kilowatt hour because electricity is for the greater good. We wouldn't pay $4 for heating oil. Yeah, but Edison didn't get the patent electricity, though. I'm sure he tried. <laughs> I don't. It, it, there's a certain anger <laughs> in you, and I don't know if you're... I'm all about Nikola Tesla. I'm sorry. He's the anti-Edison. I am. I'm anti-Edison. There's nothing wrong with Tesla, but gosh, what did Tommy ever do to you? <laughs> by, by all accounts, he was a right bastard. But anyway, what do you think? Should, should drug companies own new organisms that they invent? They do. They will. <laughs> That's not what I ask you. I'm, I'm not here to answer shoulds. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um... Today I learned that stimulating pigs to orgasm improves their fertility. <laughs> now there is a job you can get behind, Max. <laughs> if you use your IT that. job. I do know you... that pigs come for 30 minutes. <laughs> oh, no. Please, please go ahead and Google that. <laughs> no, I believe you. Just throw ahead. You can just throw in something along the lines of pig <laughs> orgasm and it goes for thirty minutes. Oh, man. I think it might be. It could be a new career for you. I'm out of the IT field. I can see you being a porcine, a porcine manipulator. <laughs> Is this males or females? I, I don't think you'll care. <laughs> Wow. It's all the single ladies, just so you know. <laughs> all right. Uh, today I learned that Cecil B. DeMille's behemoth movie set for The Ten Commandments, 1923, was not removed but simply buried under the dunes of California, and it's still there. That's pretty interesting. <laughs> Cause not much you can do about it or save no, it. No. I mean, you know, you could burn it, I guess, some of it, but I bet you a lot of it was made out of stone. So that's not going to do it. So you bury it in the sand, I guess. Yeah, interesting. Guess, yeah, yeah. Um, this one I found fascinating. Today I learned that in Japan, streets have no names. How can that? I, I know the horse with no name, but I didn't realize streets had no name. What is? What are they? There's a two and a half minute segment on TED Talks, and it's worth watching. This guy, what they do is they name the blocks. You live on block 16. Absence of buildings, they name the group of buildings. Right. I hate to say this, but doesn't that sound like an internment camp? You it live does. on block 16? It does. It definitely does. Now, that- I, obviously, they've been doing that for a long time before World right? War II. 
But that there's just a just a horrible sound to that. I mean, think about it. If you if you think about it, you don't live on 39th Street. No, you live in a house on 39th Street. That's right. right. And it's not on 39th Street. It's next to it. That's right. And so they, he says, well, they asked the Japanese people, how do you know what building you live in? And they said, well, it depends on what order they were built in. And then he goes, Bink, here's house number one. Bink, and he finds another place on this triangular block that's he goes, that's building number two. Number and two. It's, you know, a completely different street. Now, do the houses have numbers on them? Like, you know, is there a house one and a house two and a house three, et cetera, et cetera? The of that is that, that they do. And yeah. it's totally contained. Yeah, you might have to drive around the block, but if you're looking for house 14, you just – you know you're in block 14 – on House 14, or you're in Block 73 or whatever. Well, you know where there's an advantage to that is, is that you're not dealing with you live on Maple Street or Maple Avenue or Maple Court or Maple... 7th, right. Right. Or 7th, right. You know, you live... Block 16 is Block 16 and there's nothing else. And and it's a place where people live. You know, at first I thought, well, that's dumb. And then I went, oh... <laughs> Maybe it's smarter than my way of looking at things. Speaking of TED Talks, yeah, uh, this past week on Reddit, there was a whole thing about somebody posted a spreadsheet with every single TED Talk on it. They are great. They really, they are really great. are. Which leads me to my next opportunity to say, fuck you. And I mentioned it once before, so I won't make a big deal out of it. Bill Gates released a whole bunch of mosquitoes in the lecture hall in his TED Talk and said, these mosquitoes have malaria. Well, you know, <laughs> we've talked about this before on we our have. regular show. We did. And, you know, they didn't have malaria, so they, it's not like he's right. but I can trying to say, kill people. Fuck you, Bill Gates, because that's an asshole thing to do. <laughs> you know, I, I, I tend to think of it as a creative thing to do myself. Now, don't I don't remember think, the rest of the don't talk. Don't you think that you have supported propaganda in in many other areas? I think that you are, at heart, an activist, Max. You think? I do. I do. <laughs> you might be right. <laughs> and I think that you would, were it to back your own point or aim you would use just as dramatic propaganda. You think I would release fake malarial mosquitoes? No. I don't don't think so. I think you would do, quote-unquote, just as bad. Oh, I'm deeply disappointed, Denali. Because I think that that your causes are very important to you. Well, I'm, I'm impassioned about things, but I don't know if I'd go that far. You know, well, um, you just two minutes ago you said "fuck you" to Thomas Edison and now Bill Gates. I mean, <laughs> to me that's pretty. Uh, Thomas uh, Edison and Bill Gates can kiss my orgasmic pig, but I don't think <laughs> I would release malarial mosquitoes and, and tell a whole bunch of people at least that they were malarial mosquitoes. I don't think I'd do that. Perhaps not, but on July third, two thousand thirteen, you just be careful and think. <laughs> I have to remember that. Oh, man. 
this one, this is Max. When I read this one, I thought of you exactly, and I wanted to ask your opinion on this. Okay. Okay. So this guy writes. The guy's name is uh, was drug user, um, and that's not a indication of his uh, his political issues. affiliation. Right. He said, "Why after so many years do printers still work like overpriced pieces of shit?" Hmm. And then he writes, "I had a one-year-old." HP Photo Smart that spools up paper and spits it out and then beeps at me saying it's out of paper when there's a big stack of it jammed. Um, and then he edited it by saying that after after several hours, that 90% of the responses fall into these categories. Buy a laser jet, planned obsolescence, because you keep buying it, who prints anymore, or it doesn't work because you're stupid. <laughs> and so what I wanted to do is ask you, as as a person who works in the field, yeah, actually, you know, as somebody who works in the field, do you see a lot of printers that? Oh, there is nothing more fucking irritating. There is nothing more fucking irritating in the computer support business than trying to get an HP printer, a USB desk jet printer, to set up when it doesn't want to. Well, that seemed to be one of the themes of this. A lot of people, that I, a lot of the comments that I read were that, gee, I own a, this printer or I own a, that printer and it's worked fine for five years. And then everybody who wrote down, I have an HP printer, they said it does the same thing. It, it, it screws up all the time. I toss it out the window. <laughs> um, well, here, here's my thinking about this because I'm, I'm really of two opinions on it. I have spent literally five minutes setting up a desk jet printer, and I have spent two hours and a half setting up a desk jet printer. And you never know which one is going to be. But the other side of the coin is this little fucking bastard spits ink precisely enough to make a high-resolution photograph. And how the fuck does that work? <laughs> it, it, it ionizes paper and spits ink, which jumps on the paper, and then gets melted into it in precisely the right combination to make photorealistic images. And you can buy that bastard for 35 bucks. Well, there was an engineer who, were, who, makes, who, who deals in the field of printing, and that's exactly what he said. He said, look, they're based on the, – the product is based on how much it costs, how much the parts are, what you want it to do. And if you're spending 35 bucks on one, yeah. you know, you get what you're, you're paying for. And if you don't like it, then upgrade. Go to a, go to a laser. Go to a, um, you know, a different model, a different company, a different, um, yeah, you know, printers, a different source. Printers I are amazing. If you want – that's okay. If you want – 900 telephone number psychics, go ahead and call them. <laughs> I don't know if our friends from Talk Radio Reddit understand how I make a living, and I don't want anyone to be confused about my 2013 record. So just very quickly, I will say that I have feelings relative to the future, especially about those that I am close with and who come to me and fork over some cash. <laughs> <laughs> so your printer's going to bomb, Max, but it's okay. <laughs> that doesn't even involve my, my July 3rd, uh, what shall that's, I call it, incident? That's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
I, I, I mean, you guys may have seen this. I didn't grab a lot out of this because I thought it was a little prurient, and I'm not sure what to deal with. But it started with, all right, get out your throwaways. What is your biggest secret you keep from everyone? Anybody see that on Reddit? I didn't see that, but that's the, those are always great. <laughs> well, I threw away a lot of them, but, I, but this one I just thought I'd read because I liked it. I got pregnant, then lost the baby. I never told anyone, including him, which I presume means the father. And this was my clone said, where did you last have it? Nothing? Crickets? (laughs) And judge of things said, now that's just terrible. And then said, made me chuckle. And it made me chuckle. But I guess it's not really that funny. I don't, I just (laughs) don't, I just don't like it because, or don't get it. Because who really expects people to divulge their deepest, darkest on the web? And so we know that it's a setup for a scam to begin with. And I, yeah, I guess and, and that's kind well, of – Yeah, it is. It's a setup for, for people to make nasty comments and stuff. But there are – I mean you've heard of the website Post Secrets, right? Yes. Okay. I mean that is a series of – these kind of things. I mean, if you go there, you, you know, you'll see everything from joyous moments to tear-jerking sob stories. Well, and I read a lot of these looking for something that I wanted to use, including a story about a woman who was attacked and attempted to be raped, if that's a way to phrase it, and whose husband came out and shot the rapist after he stabbed the father. And holy smokes. And I went, meh. Yeah, maybe it's true. How are you going to know? Well, you know, isn't that the isn't that one of the ongoing themes of Reddit anyway? I mean, the AMAs have gone through an amazing change over the last few months because, you know, there were a lot of fake ones and a lot of ones that where people posted information that was not accurate and got caught at it. Um, and, you know, that's the... That's the downside of a of a internet site like this, a social site like this. You're going to find that. Yeah, yeah, I, and so I, you know, I mostly left left them go and, and and spent my time on today. I learned because you can go almost invariably the links on these are to Wikipedia, and you know, with the exception of certain Sarah Palin efforts. And, and we all know that Wikipedia is never. <laughs> I think I've <laughs> I think I've come out against Wikipedia a number of times, but I know they're making a, a really strong effort to police it, and I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt. Well, I I'll think as long as you're not, I would rather go with Wikipedia than WikiLeaks. <laughs> <laughs> which, which is actually a really interesting question. Do you know? There's, I've heard it said on at least two different occasions that this Arab Spring has started based on something that a guy did in Tunisia based on something he read from WikiLeaks, that in a sense Julian Assange is responsible for all this change in the Middle East? Hmm. I'm not sure that I can buy that. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it's a load, isn't it? I wonder. Well, I mean, you know, again, he what he did is what he did is what he did. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and you know, I don't think you could ever trace 
how much change occurred because of it. I think you can trace some changes directly. I don't but I mean, it's like a butterfly flapping its wings, isn't that uh, the old theory? It's butterfly the butterfly flaps its wings and wings and Assange flaps his lips. Does theory. anybody care? Right. Um, well, you know, the Middle East changes is what happens. Yeah, yeah. I have so I have one more to close, and I think we're about at closing time. Yeah, I agree. Go for it. Today I learned Albert Einstein, Edgar Allan Poe, H.G. <laughs> Wells. Are Mark all fat news from you? Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Samuel Morse, Thomas Malthus, who I can't say I know who he is, and even Charles Darwin all married their first cousins. Wow. <laughs> that was the reaction I was hoping for. That apparently is true. Wow. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. I, I We did a story once on, on regular CSA where we said that it is legal in more New states State. to marry a first cousin New than, York it is, State. than it is to marry a uh, – for a gay couple to marry. Yeah. I think there's eight states where it's, it's legal for a gay couple to marry and 21 where it's legal for you to marry your first cousin, and that's sick. <laughs> and they post a link to a, a – sort of capsulized version of what's known as consanguinity, which is relative relativeness, if you will. And oh, that's uh, poorly said. <laughs> I'm terribly sorry. I don't mean to be mean. But no, no, you're right. Relative affinity. How's that? That's better. All right. Thank you. But a lot of this I had learned in paralegal school and then forgot, but I, I was always wondering what was the difference between my first cousin and my first cousin once removed and my second cousin rather and mm-hmm. and basically my second cousin is the child of my first cousin once removed who is the child of my great grandmother or great grandfather whereas my first cousin once removed is the child of my cousin hmm. so in a sense second cousin is farther away than first cousin once removed Right. You're going to need to post that on like an ask me anything kind of <laughs> I know what second cousin wants to do to ask me anything. I, I, I may uh, send this link over to the Penguin and see if I can get him to post it on the homepage because I think a lot of people don't know it. Sure. Uh, you're probably right. But it is legal in New York State to marry your first cousin and Alfred or Albert – no, I'm sorry – Charles Einstein. Yeah, and Albert Einstein. Both married their first cousins. Well, I think on that note, we're going to have to call this show uh, oh, <laughs> a completed, piece of... completed edition. <laughs> Gentlemen, right. thank you very, very much. And uh, listen, thanks to Talk Radio Reddit for putting us on the air. We really appreciate their, uh, their doing that. You indeed. Thanks to Talk Radio Reddit. Thank you, everyone. And, and thanks, Denali. And as you know... I'll thank you again next week. <laughs> thank you, Max. Thank you, Penguin. Thank you. Bye, guys. Can't wait to see what happens on July 3rd. <laughs> 
This is Miss Nicole of 8 Beer Sampler Productions. You've been listening to Max and T-Fab P, the fabulous penguin of Countless Screaming Argonauts, the podcast of record. Listen to their podcast adventures at csapodcast.blogspot.com or download it free from the iTunes Podcast Store. Just search Countless Screaming Argonauts. The boys love to hear from you, so email them at csapodcasts at gmail.com. Finally, if you want to show your allegiance to the show, pick up some CSA swag and help make the boys famous. You can purchase hats, shirts, and mugs, along with other appropriate gear, at Cafe Press. Click the link on their webpage. And thanks for listening.